0: else. It's Valentine's Day. You either love the day or you hate it. Personally, I love it. Mostly because I love cinnamon hearts and they only appear this time of year. My husband, he's not the romantic type. Well, okay, I shouldn't say that, but he shows it in his own ways. But he was never a big flower or like cards and teddy bear kind of guy. However, he never fails and always, always comes home with some cinnamon hearts. And it's like I fall in love with him all over again. Now, you might be thinking, what's love got to do, got to do with it? What's love? But a second what's love? Right? Come on. Is there Anything more 90s than a power love ballad? Tina Turner. Although I think that song was released in the 80s, but it was a 90s staple on the radio. So I know you resonate with that. So you're right. What's love got to do with it when it comes to your finances? When it comes to love, so many of us are on a constant quest. You know, find the right person. When we think of the right person, we typically look at a physical attraction. Do they share the same interests as us? Do they pass the best friend test? Do they make us feel special? I am certain that you don't choose your life partner based on if you share the same views on money. Quite often, actually, it is a topic that is not discussed. When the discussion finally happens, it can sometimes get pretty heated. But when choosing someone to potentially spend our lives with, so many of us, you know, we ignore the one crucial component of money. We all know money can be known to be the leading cause of stress in relationships. I'm not talking just romantic ones, but like in any type of relationship. Think of how awkward it is with a friend if they owe you money. Like you don't want to ask them to pay up. So I guess we should probably go ahead and have a little talk. Hmm? It's so difficult because usually it's a topic that's off limits. We don't talk about money. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. Okay, like if you haven't seen Disney's Encanto, you won't get that little reference. But like, I can't help but have that tune pop into my head anytime I say we don't talk. So... Go watching Kanto and you'll get it. But you usually feel awkward talking about money because maybe you're insecure about your own financial situation and talking about it, yet, yeah, like it kind of forces you to deal with the reality of it. So sometimes, you know, it feels too early to talk about it in a relationship. You kind of have that mindset. You don't want to ruin something or seem too anxious to further along the relationship if the other person isn't on the same page. Truthfully, I always assumed that you just. Work it out and everything will just figure itself out. But after 10 years of marriage and 18, yes, actually tomorrow, the 15th, will be 18 years together, I can say you do just figure it out, air quote over that, but it doesn't come easier without some stress. You bring in habits from your independent life. Your partner brings in habits from their independent life. If you're not on the same page, it can create issues. My mom always said to me, like, you have your way of doing things, they have their way of doing things, and you need to find a way to do it together that works for you. Financial compatibility, it will play a huge role in the success of your relationship. Money is going to impact any decision, choice, anything in life. Money is a part of it. Even something as simple as takeout or eat in, both have different financial consequences. Point is, you are constantly faced with choices you and your partner decide to make or not make. Are you going to buy a house, have kids, retire early? Each of those things takes a considerable amount of financial planning. And if you're not on the same page or don't share the same values when it comes to money, it's going to cause problems down the road. But let's be clear. Financial compatibility doesn't mean you need to go looking for a partner and like, you know, ask for their financial statements on their first date and they need to be in the same financial standing as you or you need to kick them to the curb because they don't earn enough money. Rather, when you think of financial compatibility, it has much more to do with your respective attitudes towards money and the habits that you have surrounding money. Sometimes the issues that surround your finances often create further tensions in your relationships. I totally get just talking about money with a partner or whomever can be extremely uncomfortable, but also not talking about it is what can build the tension and manifest itself into so many other things. Now, I'm not here behind this mic. I'm not claiming to be an expert in these areas that we chat about here weekly. I'm just here sharing real life scenarios, solutions, and that I've seen work with our members, our friends, and in my personal life, right? We're making money relatable. We're sharing the real things. So, we're going to get deep here today we realize money can always be a big stressor in your life. And we want you to live your best life and feel more confident and empowered when it comes to making your financial decisions and furthering your financial education. But let's face it, money, you know, it can sometimes bring out the worst in people, like working in a branch and dealing with members as well as talking with friends. And in my own life, there are some common obstacles I've observed. Maybe let's call them some red flags that tend to get you into trouble when it comes to finances and relationships, or at least maybe put you on the wrong path. But don't worry, we will chat about ways that you can help overcome them. So let's start with, you know, losing control, relinquishing responsibility, giving up control of your own personal financial responsibility. I know it might seem great to let someone else have all the stress and worry and think you are being taken care of, but you are a team. And it is important for each individual in the relationship to maintain their own financial literacy and identity, not only for the sake of maybe like a relationship not working out, but like knock on wood, what if later in life a spouse becomes ill or passes away and you have no clue what's going on? It's important to equally know what your financial picture looks like, where money is housed, what investments did you agree upon together, how much debt do you have? I don't mean you need to like sit down together each time a bill gets paid, but being aware of your financial situation and knowing information is what allows you to stay connected. You know, building your own credit history is a big one. You should have some financial independence and you should have communication about what decisions you're making because what I've seen often happen is, you know, one person completely takes care of the finances and something happens to their spouse, and they have no idea where to start. They don't even know where their bank accounts are. They don't know how much they owe on a mortgage. They don't know what their interest rates are. Like these little things and these decisions should be made together, and the whole financial picture should be available to everybody. This is a great little segue, and it's it so nicely fits into the next red flag, but communication. Not communicating about your financial goals, your financial history making decisions on your own that will impact both of you not wanting to talk about money can all be communication red flags going into a relationship or could present current problems or points of contention in your current relationship. So, you know, communication is the foundation in any relationship about anything, right? Like, you know, I'm very much a person like if you're bothering me, like I'm going to tell you or you're going to be able to read it on my face. Sidebar, this actually like is a 100% true story. Um, I had a member come in once and she was asking me a question. And I had my two colleagues that were working in the offices next to me, but it was a very small branch and you could hear things. And she must have asked me a question. And I, I guess like my face, you know, I know you don't see my face when I'm talking to you each week, but like my face, I guess, shows my emotions very fast. And I wasn't understanding her. And I kept we're saying the same thing over and over again. And she kept like asking me this question and she wasn't making any sense. And I guess my face displayed this behavior because she actually came out and said, what's wrong with your face? And the girls in the other offices were howling. And it's still, it's still a funny point today, but I guess like my face communicates a lot, but communication, I know it's sometimes easier to like, Not have the conversation about money because it's awkward and you don't want to talk about it, but not talking about it or ignoring it will just make matters so much worse. The lack of communication is what can create the animosity, the resentment, the like tension between you. And like if you're in the new stages of a relationship, like opening up the lines of communication with each other and sharing your numbers with each other, you know, like doesn't automatically put you like married for life and you automatically have joint accounts and you're swapping debit cards. It just helps you create a foundation that you can build upon. Like you're not keeping any secrets, right? When we got married, my husband and I, before our priest would marry us, and this is very common in the Catholic church, but they had us attend a marital retreat. And at the time I thought like there wasn't anything we hadn't discussed because we had been together for eight years. We had bought a house, And in my mind, you know, like we were golden. We knew exactly what each other wanted. What I took away from this retreat, and I often find myself referring back to, was a book that this couple that was like leading the retreat referenced called The Five Love Languages. I highly recommend this. And not just like for any romantic relationships, this book, but like in your day to day relationships, it really opens your eyes as to like how you treat somebody and how they treat you and what resonates with you. So, It talks about and describes like there are five ways that people receive and express love in a relationship. So knowing your partner's love language and letting them know yours can help you both feel loved and appreciated. Now, so much of this has to do with communication and understanding. So we also in this retreat had to make a list of our goals together. And this list included financial components like having a condo in Florida, a nice house with a pool, having kids. But like, let's be real these are all financially driven. So like, how can, how can you build and attain these goals if we're not on the same page financially? And how you must be thinking like, what, what the hell do these love languages have to do with this? And what, why am I even talking about this? Well, it it wasn't probably until the most recent years after some natural, you know, growing pains of building our life together that I had to stop and remind myself, are we talking through our love languages when it comes to money? Okay. So, I would say for the most part, we are very similar in like what our goals are and how we want to attain them. But my husband is a saver, hates spending money. Like, honestly, I joke all the time that if it wasn't for me, like we'd probably have like lawn furniture in our house and like minimal groceries. But I am a spender and I will 1000 admit I have snuck purchases into the house or pulled the line. What? This shirt? No way. Had it forever. You just don't remember. At least, like as the tag is sticking out. And I know, I know I am not the only one who has done this, but I also know this is a tricker for my husband and he needs words of affirmation. That's one of the love languages. And sometimes I know that me fibbing and not telling him the truth and not just being open and saying like, yeah, I bought a shirt. It creates an issue for us. Like it's it's a trigger for him. And this is you could classify this as like financial infidelity. And like, I know that sounds harsh, right? Like, I don't think like like this is a huge issue about me buying a shirt and not telling him because like, honestly, sometimes it's just not worth the like, yes, I bought a shirt. Yes, I know. Like, I shouldn't have like whatever, blah, blah, blah. But these little fibs I know trigger him and he says nothing about it. And we go on our way and let it go. But if you're unaware of it, it can build into more financial secrets is what I'm trying to say. Like it could snowball. So now is this our major struggles, me not telling him about a shirt? No, but they can start to pile up. And every time he stays quiet until, you know, like he's he's enough and like it's going to blow up about something so small, even though like he could have just said, like, why'd you buy a shirt? You knew we probably shouldn't have been spending this extra money this month. Why'd you buy a shirt? Right. So that's where this resentment and stress can come from i had a member once that came in and they were having some financial troubles and i could just i could just feel the stress on her face when she sat down in front of me and all she wanted to do was now like she came to me and she just needed to fix this situation but she had accumulated a hefty amount of credit card debt that her husband did not know about and i'm i'm not talking about like you know 5000 i was like it was a hefty amount so now not only was she in over her head, completely overwhelmed, stressed, didn't know where to turn. And now she had to tell her husband because now it was to the point where she couldn't just, you know, pay it off on her own and let it go. Like the the stress of having this overwhelming debt created a very hard conversation for her and i know caused some tension in the marriage right because you're not being truthful you're hiding this then you're trying to fix it on your own and it just snowballs and it becomes very overwhelming for one person to hold on their own i don't think anybody should hold all the financial stress of your life on one person i'm happy to say they did come out the other side but the the hard truth is that money is such an emotional part of life it's difficult to keep it separate from big decisions about work and family and day-to-day life choices. But when you don't communicate and you hide past financial burdens, or you feel inhibited to talk about your financial fears, what triggers you, what your goals are, it just builds and can lead to trouble later on. So communication and being honest about your personal finances really is the best policy when it comes to money, when it comes to anything, right? Like nobody wants to hold all this stress in and like not tell your partner, like, you're bothering me. Like, you should be able to say this to your partner. I mean, like, again, my husband probably sees it on my face. He knows right away because everybody does. And I laugh at my mom that she's the same, but clearly I inherited this gene. Be a team. Set your goals together as a couple. If your goal is to retire early, work on a retirement plan together. Plan your investments together. Operate as a unit together. Your money is a critical part of your relationship. Whether you think it is or not, planning together from big goals to like daily budgeting can keep you both informed, keep communication open and helps you work towards a fulfilling future. Although communicating about money can be awkward as I'm not going to say the word and uncomfortable, it is necessary to have a successful financial future for your relationship. If you're nervous, go in and speak with your banking BFF. They can help guide the conversation between the two of you and help you with a plan. So yes, it may be overwhelming. Yes, was that conversation for that member telling her spouse, like, I've racked up this amount of debt. That was super hard. But they went in and they spoke to somebody and they were able to put a plan together. So just like anything else, you know, you feel you're overwhelmed. You feel like you have nowhere to turn to. There is always somewhere to help you. Whether it's just like, you know, maybe you just need to have a conversation about like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to buy a shirt every week with my paycheck. Let me do that. If that makes your spouse feel better, let them do that. Work it into your budget together. Ultimately, you know that we believe in the power of financial literacy and how by having an understanding of your financial picture, it really helps to empower you to make better financial decisions and have a positive relationship with money. We want you to recognize your worth and help you enjoy life to its fullest. Stop being stressed and have the experiences that you've always wanted to do. We are here for you. We encourage you to get in touch with us at any time, whether it's with a question about our business or a comment on how we might be able to answer your burning financial questions. After all, at Tandia, your voice is the most important one. Thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you found value through this podcast. We are on all social channels, so please snap a photo of this podcast, tag us, and share us on your channels so we can help get the word out. Don't forget, you can also connect with us at Tandia.com. Catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you.